Hi, friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Kennedy Higgs. How are you, Kennedy? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, we're sitting here in the in the heat of summer, and um, and, and um, I'm in uh, I'm in temperate uh, San Luis Obispo, and <laughs> Kennedy is in temperate uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, Kennedy is uh, working as an account executive for suite and hospitality sales uh, for the Seattle Mariners. And um, so those of you who are uh, familiar with uh, Major League Baseball and the 2023 season that we're currently in, you know that Kennedy just helped host the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in her very first year with the Mariners. So I'm super excited to talk to you about that, Kennedy. I bet it was quite an experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having that, you know, four or five months into me being here was definitely a whirlwind experience. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. It's so exciting. Kennedy is a 2022 graduate of our program. Um, so s- some of you who who may be listening may wonder, like, well, why do you why do you interview uh, you know uh, recent graduates? And I try to spread it out um, because our current students, in particular, love hearing from students who were just in their seats. They can kind of they can relate better to uh, to to Kennedy and and some of the the recent graduates um, because, uh, you know, Kennedy was just sitting in their seats just a couple of years ago. And so um, it's very exciting to talk to you. I'm super, super happy to to see you and, and to catch up with you, even though it's only been uh, even though it's only been a year or so. But uh, tell us about Kennedy, where you're from originally. Yeah, I'm from Orange County, California, um, okay. Rancho Santa Margarita, to be specific. Uh-huh. Tell me about mm-hmm. Rancho Santa Maria. What was that like growing up? Yeah, um, Rancho Santa Margarita. It's Santa Margarita. Sorry, it's okay. Um, suburbs. Um, it's how can I describe it? I mean, we. I grew up going to the beach um, with Angel's season tickets. With you know, going to Disneyland all the time. So it was definitely a, a great place to be from. There was so much to do. Um, We had a really good community where uh, my family lived, so had a lot of really close family friends. So, um, yeah, it was a great place to be from and grow up. Nice, nice. I can't remember whether I joked with you or or someone else, but um, I did not know about Rancho Santa Margarita until... I was doing a study on pickleball and tennis with Dr. Schwab last year, and um, and we we had this we we were we were doing the court inventory, and I pulled up and I was like, that can't be right. There can't be that many courts in Santa <laughs> in Santa Margarita Ranch. And then I realized that yeah. we had we had looked up uh, <laughs> we had looked up your hometown where there are yeah. lots of tennis courts and uh, not not many in Santa Margarita Ranch. Not to be confused, yeah. Rancho. I just Santa I just got into pickleball, so that's actually funny that you say that. But oh, yeah. yeah, most people who who don't know where it's from, I say Mission Viejo just because yeah. people usually know where that is. So super close to there. Yeah, and you know Ladera Ranch is right there too, right? Yes. Yes, I used to work in Ladera. That's where all my first few jobs were. 
Oh, really? I have good friends who live there in Ladera Ranch yeah. now. Yeah, so that's cool. Tell me about your your folks. What did your folks do uh, while you're growing up? Yeah, um, my mom is a state farm insurance agent, oh. and my dad is a physical therapist. So he's worked in um, basically every way within that that space that you can. So he used okay. to be he used to be a trainer for high schools, colleges. So he was really involved in sports. Then he went into home health, working with um, senior citizens, and then he was actually teaching at my high school. So he's oh. done a lot. <laughs> oh, cool. But, yeah. Right on, right on. Well, shout out to your mom because my my folks were State Farm. Uh, they were State Farm devotees growing up, and uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, and I remember, you know, it's um that one thing about State Farm is I do remember like our insurance, um, our insurance guy for State Farm growing up, Jeff. It was like he was like a part of the family, you know. And then, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's kind of the way they, you know, that that's kind of their whole gig. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, what about siblings? Um, you have any have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have two younger brothers. Um, I'm the oldest of three. So there's the 20 year old. He goes to school at Indiana University. He's starting his third year. And then my youngest brother is 17. And he's about to start his senior year um, in high school. So we're looking at colleges for him, which is exciting. Nice. I love that. And I love I love that you say we're looking at love <laughs> that you are helping. That is so we're awesome. really rooting for Cal Poly. We're we're hoping uh, not that he gets in. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, shout out to both the little bros there. That's awesome. Yeah. What took your what took your middle brother to Indiana? So he wanted to go to Cal Poly. He got he was applying during the COVID year when they took away test scores, and they a lot of California schools were taking out of state. Uh-huh. students and he got into Indiana and they have the number eight business school in the country. And that's oh. what his major is. So he was like, this is honestly a better opportunity for, for me. He loves it. So oh, it's been cool. good so far. Right on. Yeah. Right on. He didn't falter in the Bloomington uh, wet and winter. Huh? No, he's actually doing good, which I don't think I would do good. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see. Yeah. You got one ahead of you here. <laughs> I know. I know. At least we don't, it doesn't snow often. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. That's yeah. true. That's true. I love it. So let's talk a, a little bit more about uh, you growing up. So um, obviously, it, uh, you're you're working for a professional sports team. So one might assume that you were into <laughs> sports growing up, but we we, we know about uh, assumptions. Um, but uh, tell us, tell us what your jam was growing up. Yeah, so I actually am <clears throat> very unathletic. I <laughs> tried probably eight different sports. I was bad at all of them. I just never stuck with something or was good at anything. Mm -hmm. My dad and my brothers are insanely athletic. So I don't know what happened with me, but I didn't find a sport that I loved. I was actually a really shy kid. I was really creative. I was really into painting and taking pictures, things like that. Um, See what I mean about assumptions? See? Exactly. Exactly. So I grew up basically at you know the little league fields because both my brothers played and then we had angel season tickets so I spent so much time there uh-huh. my dad is a massive um he's a Raiders fan but we have a very big f- football family so uh-huh. I grew up around the sports I didn't play anything but I just grew up around that culture and yeah I'm super happy to be in the MLB now because that's yeah. the sport that I spent the most time around and I feel you know most um that I relate to so it's that yeah 
Yeah. Love it. That is such a great story because, you know, so often it's like, oh, you were, I was an athlete or I was a star athlete, whatever. And I love that there's so many different paths that you can take. And, um, and, um, and that's just, uh, so that's really, really cool. I love that. So now when you think back to growing up, right, I've added this question, Kennedy, to, to give people a chance to, to, to relive their glory days. You know, I, ta- I I call it the Bruce Springsteen question, right? So tell us what you're most proud of um, as an accomplishment before you got to Cal Poly. Um, you get to, you know, relive the glory days, whether it was like uh, winning a winning an art contest or like a scholarship or whatever it might have been, right? Any of the, anything that you can think of where you're like, Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Like for me, I I was um I'll give you one um while you're thinking. Um I had a really good slogan uh for middle school president. Um it was don't be a meanie, vote for greenie. And um, <laughs> I, I credit that with winning uh middle school uh uh president of the uh <laughs> of the associated students that's, or whatever. That's funny. You call it. Yeah. 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 Um I would say I mean, like I said, I was a really shy kid and I didn't, I wasn't really involved in sports. And when I was, we weren't really winning. So I would say for me, something I'm really proud of is, um, and it's not necessarily in my childhood, but my senior year of high school, I really branched out and put myself out there and I kind of became more comfortable with myself and who I was and made a really good friend group. So I don't know, that's just something that sticks out to me that I'm proud of myself and I'm feel like that helps me become the person I am today because a lot of people meet me now and they're like, you were a shy kid. You didn't have that many friends. And that's just how I was then. So, yeah. I absolutely love that, Kennedy. You know, my uh, my daughter is is pretty shy, and um, she's going into her sophomore year in high school, and um, mm-hmm. and so I, I I feel like that is that is such a great thing to say, you know, because yeah. I know and I saw you in college and how involved <laughs> you were with things, yeah. and um and what a shining star you were, and so I think that probably was a uh, was a a great thing in propelling you forward um, into school. So let's talk about that and that path to Cal Poly. Um, Everyone has their own unique story. So tell us yours. Yeah. So I really wanted to go to University of San Francisco. That was my end all be all. Oh, really? I love San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So that was my goal. It's very expensive. It's a private school and Uh it just didn't work out. So my mom's like, let's be realistic here. And I was debating between SDSU and Cal Poly, both state schools. My mom went to SDSU. Um, my aunt and uncle went there. So big in the family. Mm-hmm. I visited both. I actually didn't like Cal Poly or slow when I first went. And then I went back. <laughs> yeah. Kind of crazy. I went oh, back. That's, not, that's not what we often hear, right? You know? <laughs> was it raining or I, something that day or what? No, we only went up for one night and we woke up early and I was kind of grumpy and uh, we did a tour and the tours weren't my favorite thing. So uh, I don't really know, right. but I went, I went back for open house and actually got to experience slow. And uh-huh. it was so, there was so much life to the campus and the city that I was, I was like, this is it. And I actually accepted my um, offer in slow during open house. So that was awesome. Um, I love it. You're like this yeah, so, person in the last two weeks that has, has told me that. So I love that. That's, that's so, funny. Yeah. 
That's really so cool. obviously very happy with my decision. Um, I made wow. the right choice, but um, I actually came in as a communications major. I don't know if you knew that, but okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. so then I uh, switched so, over and yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. I think that's an important one too, right? That mm-hmm. that path and how you found the major once you got yeah. here. Um, obviously communications. I mean, you know, you took, uh, you took my sport classes, you know, sport, you know, the communications is a very, very big part of, of sport as well. Um, but what, what, uh, what drew you to communication studies and then what drew you to, uh, to our major eventually? Yeah. So I never felt like I was that, you know, math or science person. So I wanted, I was, I went on a tour, um, a school tour of Chapman and our tour guide was a PR major and, Something about hearing what she did in her classes really drew me to that. So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I don't know why business wasn't really on my mind, but I just said, I'm going to do communications. That sounds cool. I'm interested in that. I did my entire first year at Cal Poly in communications. I only really took a few classes because they were difficult to get into as a freshman. And I wasn't loving it. And I'm to be honest with you, I don't really know how I heard of our major, but I, I did. I think I went to a few major workshop classes and I heard about it. I didn't know it existed. And when I heard about, you know, event planning, I know that I'm very detail oriented. I'm a good planner. My mom was like that. My dad's like that. So I said, this sounds like my skill set. So then I just made the switch and it was great. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So, so was that like, what quarter, what quarter were you in? Was that third quarter, first year or or second quarter, first year? Or I officially switched and made that transfer third quarter of for my first year. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, I'm like, I said, this is hilarious. And I, I said third quarter and then I'm like, wait a second, what am I talking about? Third quarter? Like <laughs> never, I've never heard myself actually say that third quarter. And, I, quarter. and, and yeah, no, and it's like, this like weird mechanism went off in my head. Like, that's not right, dummy. And then, <laughs> and then you said it and I'm like, no, that is right. Spring quarter, third quarter. <laughs> I just went along with it, but we're yeah. just in the sports mindset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. So let's talk about your time in, in San Luis Obispo. You know, you, uh, you were one of those that it, despite being here during a really obviously very difficult time period um, with, with the global pandemic, um, I feel like probably more so than than almost anyone, Kennedy, you really made the best of it. And um, and uh, I that that is a testament to, to you and 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 your makeup. And because um, obviously it was a difficult time for for everyone. But um, from being, uh, you know, from from being in a in a sorority to working with the blues to working with Cal Poly athletics to Cal Poly women in business to helping start our sport business um, association and everything in between, you know, uh, you 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 just really made the most of it. Um, so talk to us a little bit about um, first that enduring memory that comes out of um, those four years here in San Luis Obispo. Obviously, they were impacted by the pandemic. But um, is there a moment where you think back and you're like, oh, wow, I'll never forget that time? Um, yeah. So like I said earlier, I was I, I definitely struggled in high school and I 
wasn't a part of a lot and I was very shy. So I knew coming into college, I wanted to be a part of as many things as I could. And I really found where I belonged with all those groups and organizations. And for me, what sticks out the most is since I wasn't an athlete in my life before, um, and I worked for the Cal Poly football team as a student manager, actually our very last game of the season, we did senior night and I got to be included in that, which was so amazing. And I will never forget walking on the field, them saying my name, getting flowers, you know, getting to participate basically with the players. And for me, that was a really cool moment because I'm not on the field. I'm, you know, behind the scenes and doing all the back end stuff. So that was a really, really cool moment. And my grandma and my mom came and they were there with me. So that was awesome. That is so cool. I mean, that's such a special time that that senior night. And um, when you started to say, uh, when you started to say that, I started envisioning you walking out. Um, and I know those senior nights very well, having been a football coach. And um, that's just awesome of our football team and Cal Poly Athletics to to include you as a manager mm-hmm. in that. And I've seen them do that um, in all of the sports. And um, and it's uh, I, I love it. I know, I know how I know how meaningful it is. And, you know, I left out another really big thing that you did. And that was week of welcome. You were also a week of welcome uh, leader <laughs> as well. I was. Uh, yes. Yeah. So so all of those, you know, we're not going to go through each and every one of those um, because you were involved in a lot of professional development while you were here. But um, is there something that you did um, during school, during your time at Cal Poly where you look back and you think, oh, wow, that really helped to propel me in what I'm doing now? Um, you know, with the Cal Poly Sports Business Associ- Association, SBA, I feel like that was really helpful and pushing me outside of my comfort zone and making connections within the actual industry because, you know, we were setting up meetings with people who work for professional teams. We were all tapping into our connections in our network and we were all working together to really try to create this community. Obviously I was only there for our first year. So it we didn't always have the best turnout, but we were working really hard at it. And I feel like that was a really good experience um, in terms of professional development. And of course working the conference every year at the Women in Business Association was great because I got to interview people. I led people. I planned an entire event that we had two or three hundred people. That gave me a ton of experience with budgeting and planning and mm-hmm. leading meetings that that sometimes you know that pushed me outside of my comfort zone too so um those were all but those are the two things that stand out the most yeah well and 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 I can just say you know as the as the advisor for um for the Cal Poly Sports Business Association I was so proud of you and and uh, Emiliano and and the team for for creating um for creating that organization and um you know you learned what real networking is about right and and um and it gave you an excuse to be to be involved in real networking right because you're reaching out and trying to get guest speakers and making those connections with them and so uh just uh just a fabulous fabulous job that that you all did with that and um and and just uh really proud of you for that let's talk about um that that venture uh out of cal poly and and into um 
the uh, the career path that you're that you are on now. Uh, tell us first of all about what you what you got for your internship, your official internship, how you got it, and what that uh, what was the main takeaway from that experience? Yeah, so my internship was actually with the football team who I had been working for before. Uh-huh. Um, I started with them in January 2020, I want to say, and continued all the way up until graduation, which um, was amazing. I had made such good friends. I had a really good experience working with a football team, like a college football team. You're so involved within the players and the coaches mm-hmm. and everyone versus, you know, stuff like that in professional sports. So that was a great experience. But yeah. um, for my actual internship, I was helping plan for the next season for hotel planning, food planning, um, all of those logistics. Cause my, my boss was the director of football operations. So it was film and it was, um, all the logistics. So I, yeah, since I had already been working there, <clears throat> it, that's how I got it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was still a great experience. Yeah. And that's, um, that, that, that's such a great path. And I just want to highlight that, you know, getting involved early on, um, with, um, with an entity, uh, you know, whether it's here on campus or whether it's in the community or, or whether it's back home during the summer or whatever it might be, getting involved with one of those, um, organizations, um, can really help you when it gets to, um, internship time, right? Because, um, you have that ability to be able to just step into an, an even more increased role. And you also have an ability, which I think is really cool, to be able to say, for example, to your boss, who's the director of football operations, hey, I need to complete an internship. I'd really like to step up and do more of this, right? And mm-hmm. so you can kind of, and most of the time they're going to go, oh yeah, I really need more help doing that, yeah. right? And you already know that they do need more help doing that, right? Is that kind of is that the model? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I know that um, Carlin Klein, I don't know if you um, remember her, she yeah. worked with me at football and she did her internship there the year before. me. So there's definitely been a few of us that have done that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So now let's talk about about your path um, in, in professional sports. And um, you got a position, um, uh, first of all, with uh, the Sacramento Kings. Um, mm-hmm. So talk to us about, obviously, with professional sports, um, it, it can be very difficult to break in um, to professional sports. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone and their brother wants to <laughs> wants to work for a yeah. <laughs> sports team, you know, um, especially as popular as the NBA here is in, in California. So talk to us about um, that position with the Kings, how you got it, what you were doing, um, and, uh, and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So they reached out to me, my manager, um, who ended up getting promoted while, like right before I got there, he was actually still a, a seller mm-hmm. before. He reached out to me. He was trying to... Um, you know, take on more responsibility in recruiting the next class. So he reached out to me on LinkedIn, asked if I'd be interested in hearing about opportunities. I assume everything on my resume made that stand out to him just with the football team and SBA and all of that. Um, and I remember looking at it and thinking, this isn't real. Like, this is a joke. <laughs> oh, really? Like, there's no way. You didn't, there's no you didn't way. know him at all? You didn't know him at all? I, didn't, I did not know him. And I was like, there's no way someone from an NBA team is asking me to hear about their opportunities. Like, that's not real. <laughs> right. So I had a call with him. 
And he basically told me about their account executive program, which is essentially inside sales. They Mm -hmm. do two classes every year and then try to promote from within. Mm -hmm. So I had a call with him, a call with his boss, who was the director. And then I was waiting for the application to come out. And I don't like waiting and just sitting around. So what I did was I reached out to someone who's already in the role, Uh talked to him, asked him questions. And then when the director found that out, he was like, wow, you went out of your way. You really want this. So I want to invite you out to a game. So I went out there from slow for yeah. a weekend, had an in-person interview technically, and then that's when I got the offer. So I had known that I was doing that since February, March-ish. Uh-huh. Um, so I had time to you know make plans to live there, move there, all of uh-huh. that. And then they ended up hiring five more people after me, which was great. So there was six of us that started together uh-huh. and we did training for two months. Um, and essentially what that job was, was a lot of calling. That's what inside sales yeah. is all about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then during that time, I really learned what type of selling I like. So we did a lot of B2C sales, but we were in charge of if we wanted to jump into B2B, that was our responsibility to um, mm-hmm. find those businesses that we wanted to form relationships with and sell to. So I really dove into that. Um, and I, I really liked the B2B sales and world better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good just learning how to sell. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't go to school to sell. I, but I'm really good at talking to people because of our major and right. I'm very detail oriented, which you do need in sales as well. So, yep. um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a really good experience. I was there for seven, eight months. So, okay. So yeah. tell us what the tell us the, what the hardest part. So I've um I was I have to admit I didn't want to tell you, but um I have to admit that I was a little bit worried when I saw that you had taken this position because um I've had a couple of students in the past that really did not like that inside sales at all, and so after I had those experiences with those students, um I, I tried to integrate a little bit more um teaching related inside sales into the sport curriculum, you know, just kind of letting people know like, look, Hey, this is a way that you have to break, to break in and yeah. to break in, you kind of have to be a, you, you have to really love it. And it's hard. It's not easy at all. So yeah. tell us about, um, tell us about how, first of all, tell us about how hard it was. <laughs> like what it was, was, it was, was the hard. hardest part. It, yeah. it was really hard. Um, the hardest part was completely cold calling people. And I had very, I had a lot of mean people on the phone and it's really hard. I mean, yeah. there were times that I would get off the phone and I would cry a little bit. Like it was hard and I'm a sensitive person too. So you kind of have to grow thick skin and yeah. honestly just suck it up and make those phone calls. And <laughs> work, yeah. you have to work so hard. But the biggest thing about the Kings and our program was you have to have a good attitude. If you're not selling great, but you have a good attitude and you keep working and we see your numbers, you will succeed uh-huh. and you will get promoted and you will continue and be successful. Uh-huh. It's just you're getting unlucky or this, this, and this. So I did learn, you know, no matter how hard it is, you need to have a good attitude and stay positive, which is what I did. And I, um, I actually ended up hitting our annual goal first out of our team. And that was super exciting. And I was 
um, like leading our team in sales, which was amazing and such a good feeling because I did work really hard. I made more calls than everyone else. I did more meetings than everyone else. So I, I worked really, really hard and love it. it is, it was difficult at times, but yeah. it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I will thank you for sharing that because that's exactly, you know, that's exactly uh, been my experience with it is, is you really have to get over that rejection part. And I have a really bad, I yeah. didn't get a rejection at all, you know? Yeah, but, I definitely think like I didn't necessarily know what I was getting myself into. But then uh-huh. once I was there, I was, you know, you get you get used to it. Um and I think people definitely do need to know that and just, yeah. just prepare themselves. It is the easiest yeah. way to break into sports and get your foot in the door, but yeah. it's definitely not a walk in the park. <laughs> right, right. It probably got easier as the season went along, right, where they started winning and you're like, oh, wow, people are starting to get a little bit pumped about this key season, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Well, and and lo and behold, you ended up leaving right before they made the playoffs for the first time in uh, what, like 15 years. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, so tell us about that and how the Mariners gig um, came about. Um, yeah. And then we'll we'll get into uh, and then we'll get into what you're doing and um, and uh, leading up to the All Star Game. Yeah. So I wasn't the happiest in Sacramento. Um, definitely is in a harder city to live in when you're in your early 20s. So I was just kind of struggling in that sense. Um, was looking at other jobs, and um, I had known someone who had come up here, and I wasn't happy there, and I you know, figured there's a lot of sports teams up here. I'll just kind of keep an eye out. Uh-huh. I saw directly on the Mariners website that this job was open up. They yeah. wanted three years of experience, which made me almost not apply. And I did anyways, just, just to do it. And after that, I reached out to the, the manager of suites and hospitality, who is now my boss. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having a call like the very next day, just to, he wanted to hear about me and, I remember on that first phone call, it was, it was very informational. It wasn't necessarily an interview, but I remember saying, I don't have three years of experience. Is that okay? And he said, I don't care about that. Like, that's totally fine, which awesome. was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. But of course, um, yeah, yeah. I just continued to have conversations um, with, with reps here. I actually was in Seattle randomly during the interview process. And I told them, I said, I'm going to be in Seattle. I'd love to stop by, meet you in person. And I did. And I think that's kind of what made so it happen because I, because I, you know, went out of my way and made the time and effort and um, showed that I really wanted it. So here we are. Right, right, right. Love it. So before we jump into what you're doing, um, you know, you're you're in a really cool city that a lot of people have heard a lot of things about, and a lot of people have visited, but very, you know, not not many people have li- have lived there. So tell us uh, first of all, um, what's it like living in Seattle? What's your favorite thing to do in Seattle? And then second of all, what's your um, what's your work situation um, yeah. like? You know, um, obviously with the, with the pandemic, um, uh, everyone's kind of interested in, in what your arrangement is, uh, yes, work. yeah, tell us that. So I love living here. It's an amazing city. I came at the very end of winter, so I didn't experience the whole Seattle freeze when the cars were sliding and all that. Um, okay. I do remember the second or third day I was here, I woke up and there was some snow and I was just thinking, no, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> um, it's really great. It's 
a re- really big city and there's so much to do. And I live in North Seattle, so it's more, it feels like suburbs, but it is the city still. Yeah. Um, there are so many lakes here. There are so many day trips. The mountains are so beautiful for me. Oh, the yeah. biggest thing about Seattle that in Washington in general that I love is all the trees because I'm from somewhere where we don't really have trees. So I was going to say not that many trees in Rancho Santa Maria. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely something that I, I so it's just so beautiful here and it's, oh. it's super nice. And, um, and you like rain, so, you know, it doesn't bother me. I think it's when it's gray every single day is yeah. what's going to get to me. So at least our off season is in the winter and I can just go home. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I really uh, like Seattle. It's definitely a great place to be. There's a lot of young people here. Um, and then for my job, we work from home three days a week, which is a lot for a professional sports team. 100%. That's is, the most I've heard. Yeah. Wow. Which is great. Super flexible. Um, we have days where, I mean, they all know I'm not from here. And if I need to go home for something, I will work out of state and they are totally fine with that. Um, of course, as long as you're doing your work and you're doing a good job. So it's really nice. It's very flexible. And then, you know, sometimes sales floors are loud. Everyone's on the phone. People are talking to each other. So I definitely value my days where I'm at home in quietness. I live alone. So it's really nice just to kind of have those days where I focus and get a lot done. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. So speaking of getting a lot done, um, you know, I, I think most people when they hear account executive for sweet and hospitality sales, they have an idea what you're doing, right? But mm-hmm. um, but they don't necessarily fully know what your day-to-day is like. Yeah. So first, tell us what a day at home is like working remote, and then tell us what a day is like at the park. Yeah. So I definitely will say there is a lot to um, a variation with their day-to-day depending on if it's season or off season. So we're in season now. So I'll just kind of go over that, but at home, um, you know, just go through my emails. I work mainly with businesses, which is what I said earlier. I found that I'm, I like a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm emailing with businesses. Then I make my phone calls to new businesses. So I try to connect with the best point of contact at companies to make those decisions of, you know, a lot of people come out to host their important clients or they come out for their department outing or their company outing, um, Mm -hmm. trying to connect with that person. I usually do that in the mornings and then in the afternoon, just more emails, more phone calls during season. So the difference in this job versus my last job is I am servicing all of my accounts as well. We are one of the few teams where we sell and service versus having a service team. Oh, awesome. I love that. That is great. So you're able to form those relationships. Yeah, so I love it. Great. It's great yeah. because <clears throat> during season, I get you know emails from people asking, how do I order my catering? What's my suite number? I want a group of 20 tickets for this game. I would love to sit in the Diamond Club for this game. So it's a lot of answering those emails, uh-huh. answering phone calls from people. So my day is mixed between those new outbound phone calls to new businesses or um, those inbound service calls or emails. So it's really nice to have the balance versus just call, 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 sell, sell, sell. I love doing both. Um, and then the best part about working with businesses is, for example, one of my companies that I work with is is Facebook. So I work with any single department within Facebook. And it's really nice that they can be like, oh, you want to go to a Mariners game? Here's our contact. You can talk to her. So 
cool. that's been really good. Um, at the ballpark, another thing that's not very normal about our team is we don't have to work every game. We're not here every game. We are very big on work-life balance. So there cool. are a handful of games I'm assigned to work where I work batting practice or I just work the game in general. And I make sure we put out any fires. We help any clients that are having um, problems running around, putting things in suites, things like that. Um, And then, for example, today I'm in the office and I'm meeting up with a client at four to give him an all-star program. And um, we had a meeting earlier today. So just like little things like that is what I would do in the office. Right. I love it. That's great. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. That's that's really cool to hear about the work-life balance because, you know, you were, you were mentioning earlier that after the all-star game, there were, there was a 10 game homestand and yet you were on vacation with your family. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, first, yeah. first year. And she gets to do that. And, you yeah. know, for me, um, someone who really values work-life balance and, and thinks that's valuable. I loved hearing that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I can imagine like my, you know, like 70 year old stepfather being like, well, <laughs> She hasn't earned her leave. How did yeah. she do that? You know, so I love hearing that they're uh, that that yeah. they understand that. And and Kennedy, I think it's really important for us to reflect on this. That that um, y- you know, sport, um, professional sport environments, I, I think are going to increasingly have to do more of that um, because there is a lot of turnover in positions like the ones that you were in and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and for young professionals, it's, it's just really tough because, you know, you've heard me talk in, in sport, um, in sport classes, what most often happens is, um, Kennedy has this Facebook account, right. And she's just crushing it. And the Facebook person is like, God, we need Kennedy working for us. Kennedy, what do you make? And Kennedy tells her what she what she makes. And, and she goes, oh, well, we can double that and give you just as much flexibility and da-da-da-da-da. And Kennedy's like, what? Okay, let's do it, right? And so I think professional sport teams are going to have to get better and better at this work-life balance and this understanding mm-hmm. of flexibility. Would you agree there? I definitely agree. I think the Mariners do an amazing job of it. I think I have an amazing manager who... <clears throat> let me take five days off uh, during a homestand and took care of anyone that needed help during that time. Um, they do a very, very good job at that. So I'm very thankful for that. And I'm happy to find to have found it so early in my career because it's not super common. So it's really, really nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out to the Mariners there. Love it. So <laughs> so now let's talk about uh, uh, what, what everyone uh, is, is drawn to, to hearing about. And and that is getting to experience um, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and and hosting it in your very first year with a um, w- with a Major League Baseball franchise. Uh, tell us what that was like living, uh, you know, leading up to it, um, the energy and the enthusiasm and and all all of that and 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 tell us like one really cool pinch me moment maybe from um from that from your time yeah so being on the ticket sales side um we you know of course our season ticket holders got tickets and it was a lot of 
chaos there. Um, making sure everyone, <laughs> everyone was happy. I mean, we don't have enough seats in this ballpark for every person who lives in Seattle. So yeah. um, there was a lot of days where um, we have something called the phone queue where people will call in with questions. And it was a lot of days where it was all hands on deck. Everyone needs to answer the phone calls. Um, yeah. Everyone needs to help everyone. So a lot of that, a lot of just making sure my clients were happy and set with their seats, um, answering so many questions. I mean, there were there was so much going on that week. We had the Capital One Play Ball Park next door in the Seahawks Stadium. We had the Home Run Derby. We had, of course, the All-Star Game. We had the Futures Game. We had the brand new HBCU Swingman Classic. We had so many activations going on throughout the community that were free if you weren't coming to any of the games. Mm-hmm. So just so much going on. So it was really just us needing to know what was going on and be able, being able to answer all those questions for everyone. So, um, all, yeah, all, it was all hands on deck moment, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I didn't start here early enough to be a coordinator. So I, okay. Right. hundred percent would have done that and worked the actual events. Of course, if I had been here earlier, um, but because of that, I was able to go as a fan and just enjoy it, which was amazing. So I brought my mom and it was so amazing to share it with her. And no way. We I didn't to... realize that part. Wow. Yeah. So that was definitely a pro to, you know, not working it. I, like I said, I 100% would have worked it if I had the opportunity, but um, yeah, we got to go as fans. We got to go to the Capitol and play ball park. We got to do all the activities and I had never been to an all-star week before and, you know, baseball is my favorite sport. So it was super, super cool. I was so proud to have an angels player. I'm an angels fan. Sorry, Mariners, but it was, it was so awesome to see Otani here and, you know, play. So it was, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, I bet that was such a highlight because, you know, there's such a, Obviously, in in Seattle, with um, with Ichiro being um, um, being a legend uh, with with the Mariners, that Japanese influence in Seattle is like pretty strong. There's a pretty yeah. strong Japanese community there too, right? Um, yeah. And so I imagine um, that was pretty exciting. I don't know if you heard, but um, I uh, my my son Max has has recently gotten back into baseball. So I've been um, after uh, almost five years of, of not playing and. So I've um I've been um kind of training him and I surprised him for his 13th birthday um by uh getting tickets to see Shohei pitch. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, and we went down. So we went down um his first time getting to go to Angel Stadium and um he I, I let him take a buddy and you know, of course it took seven hours with traffic from slow. And so I was like, oh my God, this better be good. Shohei, you know? <laughs> and uh, and we, we, we get there and, um, and Shohei strikes out 10 and hits two home runs. Oh uh, first time that had been done in over a hundred years. And so wow, like, you went to the right game. <laughs> we went to the right game. Yeah, exactly. It was, I mean, it was, it was one of those moments where you're just like, I cannot believe this is happening. You know, that's, yeah. so, uh, so, yeah. but he's just, um, you know, I, I explained to, to Max's buddy, who's not a baseball fan. I, I explained, I said, I said, do you know what a unicorn is? And he was like, yeah, of course I know what a unicorn is. And I was like, well, um, Shohei Otani is like a <laughs> unicorn for baseball. And that yeah. um, it's just like a once in a 
once in a uh, couple of generations <laughs> type of yeah, challenge, absolutely. You know? And yeah. that's what I think my favorite part of the whole All Star Week weekend was is yeah. him being on, you know, my team, and I'm a fan of that team, and yeah. being proud to have him. And I know he's probably not going to stay forever, but right. still being proud of that and having yeah. the best player in, in the MLB on our team. So that's it was awesome. awesome. That's awesome. And I bet it was um I bet it was particularly special to like be an employee and then get to see it from the fan side of things um and being proud of 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 your team and and all of that and and I know from um you know from following you on LinkedIn I know that that one of your clients gave you a shout out um for doing something special for them and um I know that must have felt uh that must have felt really special to see that yeah. um and, and and so tell us, um, tell us a little bit about um, both opportunities and challenges. Maybe start with challenges and then move into opportunities that you see in um, professional sports. Um, you know, we came out of the pandemic and I think one of the things that um, that the pandemic did for us was give us an increased appreciation for sport. You know, remember those days when we were yeah. like, when we were all watching like Korean baseball or we were watching like um my my friend did like marble racing. We were betting on <laughs> marble racing and his like uh, aqueduct or whatever, his like drainage ditch or whatever you call it. And um, you know, so it was like this like thirst for sport. Yeah. And and um and so I think um I think that has definitely had a bounce back effect. Right. Um, but then we also think about all of those problems and issues that we talked about in sport classes, right, where, you know, increasingly it's more and more expensive. And, you know, in order to pay the Shohei Otani's, you know, uh, yeah. their, the amount of money you have to pay them, like, how can it how can we keep it? affordable for the masses and that sort of thing. So talk yeah. about challenges first and then opportunities that you see in the space. Yeah, um, I would say a challenge just working in ticket sales specifically is, you know, our sales really do rely on the performance of the team, which is not something we can control. So right. that's definitely a challenge we experience. Um, we had our season ticket membership go up because of playoffs last year and because of the All-Star game. And now we don't have the All-Star game. We'll see about playoffs, but we probably will see a decline in our memberships. And Thankfully, in the suites world, you know, businesses don't always rely on the performance of the team because they're going to have an event and they're going to do it somewhere. And, um, right. right, you know, a Mariner suite is a fun place to do it. So, cool place to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that isn't necessarily um, a huge problem with us. But then I definitely would say, uh, I mean, cost is for sure, I would say, a challenge in general. I think the Mariners do a really good job at keeping costs down for families. We have our bleachers, which we didn't have at the Angel Stadium. We never had bleachers. So those are very affordable tickets. And we actually have concession stands that are value items. And I've never seen that before. So it's really inexpensive hot dogs and sodas for... I mean, for me, it's a perfect size hot dog. So it's it's great. But Right. Um, it's really cool to see that. And you think right. of going to a professional sports game and especially like an NBA game, you're dropping hundreds of dollars, but you can actually do it pretty affordably here at T-Mobile Park, which I think they've done a great job at. But those are definitely some big challenges. Um, 
that we see overall in sports. Right. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, so 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 you're me asking you to time travel is not like asking um uh, not like asking everyone since you're a recent graduate. So you only have to time travel back a couple of years. But uh, if you could time travel back to your junior year, what advice would you give yourself? I would tell myself to say yes to everything. Right. I definitely think there were moments in college where my friends would invite me to something or something was going on. And I said, I'm just going to stay at home. I definitely think I wish that I had said yes to every single thing because you only are in college once. I mean, all of my internships that I did, I wasn't paid for the majority of them, but it got me to where I am today. So Mm -hmm. if that's a concern, like for me, I just kind of made it work and just said, I, I did say yes to those internships, but in terms of like the social aspect and you know, taking an extra minor and all of that, just do it and not regret anything. So yeah, yeah. do it yeah. without regrets. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really great. Um, what about advice for for people um, interested in professional sports? Obviously, we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of of students, whether they're event planning minors or whether they're um, event, you know, their their concentration is event planning or yeah. um, sport management, right? Um, or even hospitality, right? You, you're you crossing over into yeah. a, lot of, a lot of arenas. Um, yeah. so what advice would you, would you give to anyone out there who's interested in professional sports? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, going back really quickly, talking about my last position, um, this position, it really does combine event planning um, with sales and sports. So it's kind of all of the things because, you know, a company will come to me and say, we have a hundred people. These are the days that work for us. This is our budget. And it's my job to say, okay, which hospitality space I'm looking at them right now Mm -hmm. would be the best for them. And which is the most cost-effective and do they need food? It's like actually really cool. And I, I really like that a lot. So advice, I mean, what really landed me my two jobs is was networking. I reached out to so many people and I would say, specifically to women in sports, I would say, you know, on LinkedIn, I would shoot them a message and say, I'm looking to learn from other women who have had a successful career in the industry. And yeah, you would be surprised by how many people said yes. And they wanted to help me and they took their time out of their busy days to speak with me, give me advice. And ultimately at the end of the day, that was making connections and expanding my network. And that's how I got this job and how I got my last job just by asking someone. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, but I did it. And now I have a lot of connections within the industry. And that's a huge thing for get just getting your name out there and getting into sports. I love it. Well, well, um, I'm going to ask you one additional question since you you brought it up, and since you were also so, um, uh, you know, so involved with with the women in, in business organization here. Um, what's it been like as as a woman working in professional sports? Um, you know, we've um, uh, I know since I've been involved in in sport teaching sport management for for over 20 years, um, I know we've come a long ways, and I know that that the 
the the women that um that have come out of our program are just second to none and just amazing people um but i also know that it was a good old boys network for a very long time and we're still dismantling um some of that patriarchy that's yeah. um that's embedded right and so i just I, I just wonder if you would reflect generally on what your experience has been like and you gave some great advice there for for women um but maybe uh maybe one more one more piece of advice you would give to to women interested in professional sports? Yeah. You know, I haven't had very many negative experiences, which is really good. Um, I've had a lot of very supportive people around me at both organizations who do support. I mean, I'm also 22 years old working a job that they wanted three years of experience for. So I'm definitely like, (laughs) you know, already maybe like more inexperienced compared to the others, but I'm, I'm working really, really hard. And that's my biggest advice to women who want to be in sports is you need to work so hard. And I mean, just to put yourself out there and not to be afraid and to be okay with being uncomfortable. And I will say, I was a little nervous about working for an MLB team because I would say historically, they've had more of a bad rep, but the Mariners are amazing. And we actually have our president of business operations who is a woman and she's so inspiring. I want to be her one day. She's so amazing. So it's really, really cool to see so many women in leadership and our vice, our senior vice president for our department is also a woman. She's been here for 25 years. So it's very nice to have women to look up to who are extremely successful in the industry. So it's, it's definitely been great so far, and I'm really proud of where I've come and where I'm at now. Love it. Well, I am. I am so proud of you, and um, I just love that advice. Um, you know, have and and having those role models are so important. Yeah. And for so long, we did not have those for women, and and the fact that we now do um, is is so awesome and and so reassuring to someone um, like me who cares cares very deeply about it. And so I just love hearing that, and I love hearing that you're going to eventually be one of those role models. <laughs> and and, um, and you know, seek out mentors. It, it's it sounds like um, one Absolutely. of the pieces, yeah, it sounds like one of the pieces of advice that that you've you've given is is um a couple of different times right through yeah. through your women in business association that you were involved in and then also through the Cal Poly Sports Business Association you sought out and you made those networking yes. um, um calls and and those informational interviews can give you connections to help you find mentors and um, and then once you get into position, right, like not, not just like putting your head down and uh, you still have to make those connections and seek out those mentorships. And uh, yeah. uh, so uh, just love it. And um, I couldn't be any more proud of you, Kennedy. And uh, just really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you got to promise me now. I say this to a lot of the recent graduates that I have on. Once you get into uh, a few years from now, once you get into one of those uh, vice president positions, you got to come back on and let's talk. Absolutely. How's that? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. See ya. Bye. Bye.